You're listening to the Laugh Factory Podcast Network. For more shows, visit the podcast page at laughfactory.com. It's the after laugh, after laugh. Welcome to the after laugh, after laugh, after laugh. <laughs> after laugh, man. <laughs> Go ahead and pull up a chair. <laughs> Hey, it's Bill Dawes. Welcome to the Afterlaft. I have uh, Dana Moon here. This is kind of special for me because this is a woman who I've worked with before. I've known. I've seen her work, but we've never really met until last week. Right now, right now, we're we're meeting for the first part, (laughs) for the most part, for the first. Yeah. Hi. Hi. How are you? This Um, is a wonderful setup. Thank you. It's an honor to be here. Please don't be this honored. This has been on my bucket list to do your show. No, uh, it hasn't. It was on my New Year's resolution. It was on my goal board. And you know what? That's, that's very true. hurtful. That's no. very hurtful. What? You know, people do like doing my podcast. <laughs> I'm being honest. Yeah, no, you're not being honest. I'm you being... didn't know about this podcast. Is that you want to do my podcast? You're like, you got a this podcast? podcast is my favorite podcast next to Oprah's Super Soul Sunday. Oprah has and a podcast? I love it. Yeah. You're because up there with why Oprah. Why does she have to do everything? Because she's Have the you queen. done her podcast? I do everyone's podcast. Are <laughs> you? This, look, if there's one thing I'm known for in this town... I'm known for getting on podcasts, sometimes getting on good shows. Yeah. And just, you know. Yeah. And paying $500,000 to get into USC. And my parents, actually, I did go to USC. I know. That was the. I did go to USC and my mom, I feel like a lot of people are making jokes about um, this USC topic. USC being and, a, a middle tier school and they shouldn't pay $500,000 to get oh, into it. Oh, I agree. It's no. tragic. My dad she, went to USC. Who would ever bribe somebody to get into USC? It's not that great of a school. Although when I went there, I called it the Ivy League of the West Coast, which is totally (laughs) embarrassing. I still have a decal on my car, which I'm really embarrassed about. I saw that. That's how I was like, "Was that you? That's you." Huh? It won't come off. Your your Trojan pride. Come on. I'm really not because look. So my mom had to fill out. uh, I filled out the application for a loan. A co. She she was my co-signer to go to USC. I got uh, money to go. So you most mean of my or loan? Um, USC sorry, gave me. It wasn't a scholarship, but they gave me um, fifteen thousand dollars a semester. Now, are you a local Californian? I'm from Connecticut. Oh, so yeah. to get well, actually to get to USC from Connecticut is very difficult. I think right. It's more hard. I didn't get, get into NYU, I, and that was my dream school. NYU for for what? Theater. Is that what you went to USC for, for theater? Yeah. So you're a big theater nerd like me. I'm not. Hey, Eve. Oh, you're not. I hate okay. it. But <laughs> Should I high vibe that? I well, hate theater. I, you, that used to be my shit, but now I kind of, I don't know, maybe I'm retired from theater. Anyway, so why do you hate theater? You went to school for it. So in school, you're like, fuck this. I can't do this. No, I love performing, mm-hmm. but I, I there was something about theater kids that I did not connect with. Yeah. Were you a musical theater kid? Did you no, also say no, 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 no? No, you were like straight up like snot and tears. I just liked I liked the comedy. And oh, you were always a comic actor, yeah. Yeah, and I just wanted to do like funny, weird stuff, and whenever there was like dramatic or like serious or like Shakespeare, I just <laughs> I was just like, this is so stupid. Yeah, you know what? Actually, like, what are we trying to do? We don't live in these times anymore. Why are we trying really to really good re- point? Wh- what are we trying to recreate? Like, wh- how art thou cometh? Nobody talks like that anymore. Yeah. Now let me talk about that because I think that's a really good subject. I like. I, I'm glad that there's a fellow theater person here <laughs> because I went to NYU for grad school for acting, right? Wow. Yes, you're I'm not. Really, my, I'm not in my twenties, Dana. You're really bragging. Uh, 
I don't think it's bragging, but my point is you go to grad school, which is to set you up for professional life in acting, right? And the only people that are celebrated are the people that become movie and TV stars, honestly. And all you do is Shakespeare and Chekhov. All you do is say Russian names that you'll never really pronounce correctly. Meisner. And, you know, they have like Strasbourg. Antonio and Schlossovic. Why did you go over to Mikhail Bagrapovich's house and tell like Jesus Christ, you have to do 15 names. For what the were first... these Russians doing? They had nothing else to do. They're just, just walking around, around, or- they're walking and around orchards and like trying to bang. They're yeah. walking around orchards trying to bang. Sounds that was like a cruise all ship. Of, and then one would, every once in a while, one would, someone would shoot themselves in the face because they were Russian. And that's all you studied in, in grad school is that in Shakespeare. And meanwhile, like Shakespeare, like exactly. And w- they try to m- modernize Shakespeare like, oh, it's Shakespeare set in the 30s, like mobsters. And it's fucking stupid. It's the dumbest thing in the world. <laughs> Even the costumes. Yeah. The costumes are so elaborate and so unnecessary. It's like, I don't need eight, 80 ruffles. Yeah. yeah. What is happening? But I got, so this is. I don't know if there's a joke here or what. If we're, uh, this is me just workshopping material. No, um, my mom wouldn't co-sign a loan for me to go to USC. I had to beg her. I had to like Why cry. Would you she was like terrified of her credit because she was. She's a single mom. She had to do everything on her own. Blah let's, blah blah. Single well, moms let's, complaining. Let's, let's go back. To, <laughs> let's let's go back to oh, that. Oh, it's so hard. <laughs> it's actually really hard. It's actually really hard. <laughs> like I wouldn't be able to do it. <laughs> well, you would have. You would do it. I mean, everyone says it's impossible, and then you just end up doing it, and you're like, how the fuck? Now do that I do I'm it? an adult, I like, I, f- I feel so bad for my mom. Like she, there was. I lived with her for two months, and I didn't talk to her. Can I ask you how how old you are? Because you look like you're 25. Oh, let's just keep it at that. Okay. Are you in the 20s or 30s age Let's keep it range? Keep at 20, 25. 25. Okay. Let's keep it 25. You must moisturize. So your mom, single mom, 25. that's actually a really good point. I feel like a lot of people don't really understand their parents until they become adults and they're like, oh, I was an asshole to you, mom and dad Well, forever. my mom goes, remember when, uh, this is when I was 17 and I was living at home and I was mad at her. She said I didn't talk to her for two months and I would walk past her and just glare. You, were, you don't remember this? Now she tells me, and I did. I do. Why? Why are you so mad at her? I just took out all my anger on her. I don't know. Were you the only child too? I was. I was the last, the third. The third with, <laughs> with other. I You're was like I was, no more after this one. I was the youngest of, of three as well. Yeah. Okay. That those are always the entertainers. Often I've been, I, I've been I've been I've been I've been talking about the podcast. Weird. It's weird. Every once in a while, you'll find like an, an even if someone's like the oldest child and they become a comic. There's always some fucked up story. They weren't just the old. There was the oldest child, and one brother. Oh, they're a narcissist. Died or something. Oh, yeah. one brother. Yeah. Or something weird. Like, it's never just like the normal oldest child who becomes a the comic. oldest child, like, but they killed all their whole family. Or like, that's the comedian. They're the oldest, but then they have a half brother who's ten years older. There's always just some weird twist in the story when you're the oldest in the comic. I think. A but, lot of them are only only children, right? Or a lot of only youngest. Ch- only only childrens. Or fosters. Fosters. Tiffany Haddish. Uh, uh, orphans Orphans Who else is orphan Annie The funniest The funniest comedians Are orphans Who Eddie Murphy Isn't Eddie he? Murphy was an orphan Richard Pryor Richard Pryor lived with his mom In a brothel Is that an orphan Did- Yes That's like the oh. worst type of orphan Okay That's right. like Your mom isn't your mom Your mom's like fucking for money But I mean look how funny He was He was Yeah that's true Okay um, that's a good point So my mom wouldn't sign my 
by the way, back, this is ADD, but I love this. Uh, mm-hmm. So back to my mom wouldn't sign my, uh, she wouldn't co-sign for me to go to this school that was like my dream school. And USC was your dream school. Why? Because I didn't get into NYU. <laughs> <laughs> so I just say that now. A nightmare is still a dream. Okay, so you. Um, Look, I wanted to, USC was my reason to get out of to escape Connecticut and move yes. to California because I knew when I was 15 when uh, when I came here on vacation and we were chasing Michael Jackson's paparazzi, true story, uh, we saw Jimmy Fallon at the Grove and then we saw Michael Jackson get into a car and like That's... 18 paparazzi chase him. And so my mom in this like tourist, like four tourist rental is like chasing paparazzi that are chasing Michael Jackson because we live in Connecticut and nothing cool yeah. ever happens. That's amazing. You're 17 years old. Uh, I was 15, 15 and I was like, Oh my God, this place is so disgusting, but um, this is where I'm going to live. I like knew it. And you knew you wanted to be an actress. I knew I wanted to be a performer. I, I, actress. Actress. It was always more performer, but it was, it was, yeah, I guess it manifested point, as actress. At 15, you weren't like, I want to do stand-up comedy. Never, never. Yeah. So I knew I was going to live in California. So getting into USC wasn't like, oh my God, this is like, this is the school I wanted my whole life. Yeah. It was more like, this is me living in LA, which is like, where I know I'm supposed to be. Yes, I get that. Yeah, so I had to beg my mom to co-sign for me. Cry, there were fights. It lasted yeah. for like a week, back and forth, fighting a week. And your other siblings. And she finally signed the, 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 the co-signer. Yeah. And it's, this story is insane. The Lori Laughlin spent $500,000. I go, my mom couldn't sign a co-sign for her daughter who got into like a, a school <laughs> that was giving her money. Like the school is giving me money saying we want you. We're not going to pay for all of it, but we're going to pay for a good amount. And I'm taking out loans saying, I, mom, I'm going to pay for the rest. And she's going, I can't co- co-sign. Yeah. So this story really triggers a lot of people. And yeah, for sure, for sure me. Sense. Well, not to mention the fact that her daughter, the full house lady's daughter, is already making money from Instagram. She has one and a half million followers and she gets paid on Instagram. Oh, she's, she's a professional hot. model. She's and she hot. travels the world on yachts getting paid. And she, meanwhile, she wants to go to USC. Why the fuck would you do that? If your parent is famous and She must has be a lot dumb as bag of hammers. I'm just saying this right now. Oh, the, the video that I watched of her, she's like, you guys know me and you know that I like to party and like I'm going to USC and like I just hope I'm going to be there for the game days and like for the partying. And she's like, I'm like you're in a, she's in a different planet. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, when yeah. she's like talking, like she's just yeah. Bye, Tommy Wakefield just left. The Bye, building. Tommy. That guy's a piece of shit. Let me tell you, he's terrible. He'll be editing this podcast. He okay. said he was excited to see me. <laughs> he was. I'm serious. So um, I'm sorry, I'm wearing pajamas. I should have dressed up. So this is what I want to get to about this. All right, USC. Are you apologizing for wearing pajamas? Do you see what I'm wearing? I'm yeah, but that's like shabby chic. Cheetah print pants that an 80-year-old complimented me on. Is that what you wear on stage and shit too? Sometimes. Yeah. I wore, it, I wore pajamas on stage with sandals and two black comics. We're like, damn, We're like, that it. is some serious white privilege right there. Oh, I thought they'd be like. No, they're like, here, here, here's, a, here's a fun fact. And I don't know. Here's the thing about racism. Uh, sometimes black people say things to you. Oh God! And then oh, you go, "Oh, that's interesting that they told me that." And then when you say it, it comes off as racist. But black people have told me they don't like it when white people wear sandals. I've had several like mm, wearing sandals is very like white pe- black people are like mm, no toes. You'll rarely see a black person with sandals who doesn't who's like in entertainment or in the world of non. So like, can people. we have this conversation as white people? Because I don't know if we can. Are you fully white? Moon isn't like Asian. Moon's Native American. 
Are you really Native American? Yeah. Le- legitimately. Moon is is uh, Seneca Indian, Western Pennsylvania. How much Native American are you? Well, one eighth, but it's it's that's I, a lot. I you know I have a my great grandfather. Look, my great grandfather so Irvin Moon. I have the best story about him. If we have time, we have time. We can um, do it right now. He didn't have a birth certificate and he didn't have a death certificate. So there's oh. no way to prove that I'm Native American because the most Native American, my great grandfather, had no documents. There were no documents. He so he didn't this is the best story about him. So I, I definitely get my height from him. I'm like the tallest woman in my family on both sides. Yeah. And it's it's just weird. Yeah. Like nobody's like five eight. Um he was super tall. He had those like cheekbones, hollow cheekbones, long hair. He wouldn't speak. He made his own moonshine. He crazy alcoholic. Went and he would get drunk and do these like Native American chants and like run around like the fire in the yard. Like he was like the most cliche Native American. Yeah. Um and he murdered You his, remember him? You know, obviously he, I don't he, remember. He, I never met him. Yeah. Um my dad's dad this is my dad's dad. Yeah. Okay. Um abusive. Abusive man. Sure. He murdered his first wife. Wow. And pushed her down the steps just like Bob Bobich. You did. Like, no, there were like no divorces then. I don't know. He had four kids with her. Was he on a reservation or anything like that? No. Uh, no, this is just like Western Pennsylvania. And if you go to like Western Pennsylvania now, it's like almost West Virginia. It, it still yeah, looks know, like yeah, an Indian Virginia. Native American reservation. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's, it's such a backwards you know you yeah know. i know western pennsylvania, people think it's more i guess middle america than it actually is there's something oh. very provincial it's like about it's it. just all old coal mine towns that yeah. once were booming and now they're just stuck there's in the no 1980s industry. yeah yeah and it's a lot of like my dad showed me when we went back there as a kid he showed me where he grew up and it was like oh my it was just like a house that it, crumbling yeah fields of just it was just grass like there were no paved roads it was like gravel and yeah. it, it was it was cr- it's crazy yeah it's like a anyways i'm losing killed Get back to the dead killed his first wife threw it on the openly steps. openly like people in the town knew he murdered her mm-hmm. and he had four kids he left the kids there fled town mm-hmm. which was one town over met a new woman and was like ma- married her and started a family and had my grandfather so okay. i'm here because of murder yeah and i also told that story on a first date <laughs> <laughs> it was it was look if the guy wasn't behind you for that story then fuck that guy you need a different guy <laughs> and he was like uh the guy should be like that's rad <laughs> I was like, so basically a murderer. <laughs> Murderers, uh, it's in my blood. So watch your back. The buddy. native, there's no birth certificate, death certificate. Is there any way to prove that you're Native American? I mean, do you, have you done the ancestry.com or DNA? My brother did. Twenty three and me for everyone in my family but me, and I feel like it's that's a little bit of a personal attack. It's your full brother. My oldest brother. Okay, if he's your full brother, then you'll have the same DNA. You don't. But you'll you have don't. the same. You have the same mom and dad, right? You have the same mom and dad. You do But you guys get percentages different. What? That makes zero sense to me. One hundred percent. Do you have a sister or brother? I have two older brothers. They've done the twenty-three me. Do you guys match called. up one hundred percent? I haven't done mine, but I thought that I would because we're brothers. 
No. What? You guys you're all blowing have, my mind. You home. guys all have the same exact like if you're like German, Irish, uh, like I'm not gonna have Native English. American all of a sudden if we have the same mom and dad. No, 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 no. So you guys are gonna all get different mixes of whatever that is. Like my grandma. Okay, so my gra- my my brother did the 23 and Me for my grandma, and she 100 percent uh, Italian. Uh huh. Mothers from uh, Italy. Is that a raccoon or is that a cat? It's. We have both here. De- that's definitely a raccoon. Where is the raccoon? There's a raccoon right there. Oh, I've never seen a raccoon so close. Is <gasps> it the mother? It's a big mother. Oh my god! Oh my god! It's yeah, so where big. Is it? where How is close it? is it gonna come? Um, if we have food, he'll come close. Do you want to bring him over here? No, I. D- please no. Please no. Raccoons are nice. No, they're not. They bite and why have rabies. Why can't I see the raccoon? Is he still there? Dana Moon, are you having one of your Native American visions? <laughs> I got right. into an argument with my sister today about being spiritual. I'm like, oh. everyone's spiritual. Everyone's spiritual. If you're a human, you're spiritual. She's like, no, I'm just a physical body that will once die. We're spiritual beings. I agree. I agree. But let's get back to your crazy fucking great grandfather. Um, or no, my gra- my okay. So my grandma. Th- this is this is a hilarious story. Both of her mom and dad are both from uh, Italy, 100% yes. Italian. My she got the 23andMe done, and it said uh, 2% uh, somewhere in the Middle East. Um, what's like a uh, Ira- Ira- Iraq, Iran, Iraq, Iran, yeah, okay. Iran, right? That's, that's about all I know about the Middle two, East. Yeah. yeah, okay. She has like two or three percent. Uh huh. And she got so upset. Oh wow, that's hilarious. Because <laughs> Italians are f- really racist. People don't want to. People no, make it seem like I didn't like, think this is right. Ra- Italians are racist. I did not racist. think my grandma was racist because she's the sweetest lady in the world. But she had a mental breakdown when Whoa. she found out that like she's a little bit Middle Eastern. I mean, it's like <laughs> the smallest percent, but yeah, you know, if her brother did it, he might not have the same percent of of. Do you know what I mean? I, so like, I know you're what you gonna mean, get. But I think you're actually incorrect. We're gonna have to have some listeners give us feedback. If you and your brother do a DNA test, it will be the same results. It's gonna be you guys have the same DNA, but you because there's so many different factors. Like you're not gonna be like your brother's twenty five percent Italian, you're twenty five percent Italian. You might be like twenty percent Italian and he's twenty five. That's so weird to me. So it's like you have the same DNA, but the percentages are like not they're not one hundred. They're manifest manifested differently in your DNA. It ex- it's look, I have the darkest skin in my family. I get really tan. My brother and sister are pale. Are pale. Okay. They it's just like I mean, I don't know. And your brother's DNA I don't know it, physics, you guys. <laughs> your brother's DNA it showed up as Native American? Yes. It did. Everyone has different percentages of Native American. Look, I could have more a little bit more percentage of Native American. I still think we we're going to talk to someone who's smarter than both of us to figure out if you're right in that. Oh, for I, sure. I'm probably one hundred percent wrong. More podcasts this week Google stuff. But here's a question for you. Were you mad about Elizabeth Warren when she said she was Native American? Did that affect you as someone who's authentically was this Native in American? Two thousand and five. Huh? This is in two thousand and five. Well, she just recently did the whole test where she's like, Look, I'm Native American and she was like one one thousandth. Native American. Oh my God! No, that doesn't make me mad. And then she put on her uh, bar application for Texas uh, that she was she wrote American Indian. <laughs> Sometimes I want to put Native American for stuff. I'm Why not? not? 
I'm not going to lie. Every time I see Caucasian would, and Native American, oh, I'm like, God you, damn it. Do you know how much I, I wish? I hate being Caucasian. Do you know how much I wish I had Native American blood? That'd be such a cool car I think pull. it's the coolest thing about me, and I, I, I really wish I was more, and I can have like more material about it, but I don't resonate with the- With the culture. With the culture, because it, it's I'm so far removed from and it. And you can't all of a sudden start like wearing the braids and the, and the wind catchers and walk around and- claim your Native American ancestry. I mean, I feel like uh, people got in trouble for cultural appropriation for dressing up in uh, Native American garb. I hate when people say garb. It's so it's so <laughs> Sounds like Shakespeare again. Garb. But I I have one. I have the best oh my god, I have the best Halloween costume of like an Indian girl, Native American and I just ran a half marathon before this party, so like my ass was huge. Like I had J Lo booty, like huge. I'm never taking down those photos, partially because of the ass, but also it was a great costume. And also, I'm Native American. Did you American. get shit for it? Were people like, "Oh my, how dare you?" Well, everyone started taking down their Native American photos when all the like culture appropriation came out that it's like offensive. And I'm on board with it. Like, like. Well, wh- but who is it offending? Like, it's like how many Native Americans are still left? First of all, like one hundred percent Native Americans are left. Yeah, and it's like I don't think like Kanye West got in trouble and Kim Kardashian for throw. Or no, 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 no not them. Uh, Kevin Hart, you know, Kevin Hart and well, the whole the concept car- of cultural appropriation is just a ridiculous concept. To Kevin me. Hart threw a party for his son, and it was like uh, it was cowboys and robbers and uh, Indians. cowboys and Indians, yeah. Yeah, and it was so cute. I thought it was so cute. Yeah, but remember, there was a backlash about there that. There was a backlash about it because, and look, everyone who's offended is not Native American. You know who's offended? It's like people who are Native American don't even have internet. They, they don't know what's going on. Can we talk about who's offended? <laughs> That's true. Can we talk about who's offended, Dana? You know who's offended just in general? That raccoon that you're not feeding? There's no raccoon. <laughs> I will definitely feed him. He, the, it, the raccoon is huge, by the way. It looks like a bear. It's disgusting. I've been very close to it. It's never attacked me. So don't wait. So I feel I actually tweeted today. I was stoned. I tweeted. There's nothing more racist than um, someone being offended on behalf of a minority. That to me, I feel is racist because I feel like. And I'm mostly talking about comedy clubs, right? Like if I do a comedy show, if I do my skit and I make a joke about some minority whatever black people whatever Mexicans whatever um, the joke is for the black people and for the Mexicans if I do a joke that's shitting up whatever making fun of Mexicans it's for them to laugh and they will laugh when I do chocolate Sunday and I make jokes about black people they will laugh the people who don't laugh and get ugh, white, are people. white women white women white women white women get really mad like I'm so offended on behalf of this black I person do a who character, can't be offended. I want to do a character that's called women uh, who gets offended over everything. Yes. And just every single day, there's something different that she's offended about, and it's not offensive at all. But she like takes it, <laughs> like like it's like a personal attack on her. Now let me ask you about your characters, because you you are an, also an improv actress as well. Yeah. Are you at Groundlings or you were at Groundlings? I, yeah, I was at Groundlings before stand up, and then. Do you feel like you can do both, or do you feel like those two worlds are too disparate? Um. I struggle with like uh, finding focus. What's the difference? Because I, I've never done, I did improv in grad school, but I've never done improv like in a program. And obviously in LA, they're the best ones. There's Groundlings, there's UCB, there's, um, and I know that there's kind of a divide between the improv world and the stand up world. 
So I'm curious, what do you think the difference is? And as a performer, stand up is better. <laughs> why? I think stand up is harder. Um, it's more interesting. Um, improv is it, what it's happened? hard to do good improv. It's very rare that there's good improv. There's a lot of improv around town. Yeah. There's not a lot of good improv. Yeah. There's a lot of stand up around town and there's a lot of good stand up. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm more pro stand up. Is it because you feel like working with a team, there's always gonna be something that's gonna drag you down and make it shitty? Yeah, it's just like and everyone here is so selfish and so self centered and as you should be. Like this is like a crazy dream that we all have and you have to worry about number one. So I just think stand up, yeah, stand up makes more sense. Like I what I like about improv is I like character work. Yeah. Um I don't prefer improv. It really stresses me out. Why does I it like you doing out? characters. Um, because do you feel it's, like it's competitive within the troupe performing, or do you feel it's not supportive? Or it's what? just, it just really. I just put so much pressure on myself because I'm like, okay, so I have to, I have to pick a character in the moment, and I have to say something funny in the moment, and I have to be specific about my choices, and I just, I don't know. Stand up is more like cut and, uh, I don't know, cut and paste. Yeah. It's cut and dry is saying. Yeah. That popped cut and in dry. my head. I think it is. But as it came out of my mouth, I was I like, think I don't think that's a saying. I think we're like equally in, at the same intelligence level where we don't know that much <laughs> stuff. <laughs> cut and dry sounds pretty good to me. That's a nice way of saying we're both, <laughs> we're both super dumb. <laughs> yeah. You know how those percentages change with the DNA people. Anyway, um, sometimes the chromosomes so don't really link up. It's, I got I got a, a message on Facebook today where someone said, "Hey, have you ever thought about doing SNL?" And I get those messages like probably once every like six months, like, and they always say like, "You should do SNL." I'm like, "Hey, Lauren, what's up?" Yeah, I'll do it. Like, but I will never do SNL. Uh, obviously, as a regular, or whatever. It's it's never been something that's interested me. But for you, that seems like something that would be really much in your wheelhouse. You think so? Well, yeah, you do you do characters. Um, the celebrity impressions have always tripped me up. The characters, I'm like, okay, I know I can do that. You need to do celebrity impress- impressions to I get hate, out of snow. I, I mean, hate like, what, them. Is, what does Pete Davidson do for a celebrity impression? You know what? Pete Davidson gives me hope because he's so bad at characters and he like admits to being bad at characters. <laughs> and uh, I feel like there are a lot of Leslie Jones isn't really doing characters. I mean, yeah. it's not really. A th- I don't think it's the same. I get. SNL has always been a dream, but for some reason it's felt like, well, that's, you know, too good to be true. Or maybe it's like a fear, a fear thing. Sounds of like, like a fear. Yeah. So you've never submitted for it? I haven't. And I actually told my manager, I was like, we have to submit this year. Like yes. I have to showcase this year. Yes. Well, you can also just make a tape and send it in too, right? Yeah, but you make a tape and you send it in and then you no. showcase for them and they have uh, showcases, I think, in like August or... Um, so you're going to do it this year. Right now on the podcast, give me your word you're going to do it. I'm going to do it this year. Give me your word. Yes, yeah. Dana Moon just gave me her word. I love it. Okay. Um, I kind of want to do something like weird though. I feel like, you know, people do like five characters. They do three characters and then... Three original celebrity- characters and, and then, then they do three- like two... Cele- yeah, they do something like that. But that always has like made me create like... In my mind, I don't like, first of all, showcases when someone's like, you have to be funny. I feel like I'm never funny when I, when that. Of course. Yeah. It's like when you raise the stakes, it really takes away like the natural, your natural ability to just like shine. Mm -hmm. Um, So I really admire comedians who can do that. Yeah. Right. Because that's just for me. I don't know. Anywho. That makes sense. Yeah. 
So also, I don't know. I want to do something like different than just that. What do you mean? Like do three characters and two celebrity impressions and then get off stage. Like, I, I don't know. I want to do something different. Yeah. Whatever that is. I'll figure Have you watched all the, the famous SNL auditions like Jim Carrey and Will oh Ferrell? And, and Jim Carrey didn't get it. He didn't get it. It's crazy. Well, a lot of really amazing people didn't get it, obviously. I know. Ben Stiller. Well, I don't know. I, I guess I could never see Ben Stiller on um, Saturday Night Live. I opened for Tommy Davidson. Do you know him? Of course. Yeah. And I asked him um, the craziest thing about In Living Color. I was just trying to get information on um, Jim Carrey because I'm obsessed with Jim Carrey. Like, He was talked about on this podcast, one of these episodes. He's my hero. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. With who? We can talk about it after the show. My nemesis? No. her. her uh, she. There's a podcast. He was an anonymous. So someone's going to have to do some backtracking listening to this to figure out what oh, the story was. Oh, did he was. do shady shit? I think Jim Carrey's kind of shady. I think we don't want to admit it. It's a little bit like Michael Jackson. He's like the he's like for for music people like Michael Jackson. Jim Carrey's a comic. I'm not saying he touched kids, but I think that he is he's a little bit of a he, he had a moment in his life where he was there was a lot of women and drugs and guns and I didn't know he did drugs. Maybe not drugs. But maybe drugs. I don't know. Not a drug type to me. There's some stuff that's been sort of happening that's been swept under the rug and blah blah. Anyway, he is is a genius. Yeah. It's just crazy how everyone has their own shit. Everyone has so much baggage. What is your baggage, Dana? Where do you want to start? (laughs) Well, let's well let's start from the beginning. Your life up to now. So you were in Connecticut. You really don't quite Connecticut with baggage. We are so ADD. Tommy Davidson. This Tommy is what Davis. I wanted okay, to tell yes. you. Got it. Tell, I said, what is the biggest takeaway from In Living Color? Yeah. Hoping to g- get some stuff on Jim. And do you like how I talked to him like we're friends? Jim. Yeah. Talk about him like we're Jimmy. friends. You know, J- you know, old Jim. He said nobody thought J-Lo would blow up the way she did. That's hilarious. That's Isn't the takeaway? That amazing? Isn't that amazing? She was one of the fly girls. He said she color. wasn't... She did not stand out on the show. Out of everybody there, she wasn't she, even the flyest was, girl of the fly girls. She wasn't even the flyest girl of the fly girls. Like she wasn't. He was like, she was an okay dancer. Uh, you know, she was attractive, not the most attractive. Yeah. Um, and he's like, she just had this like vision and dream for herself, and yeah. she is just the hardest worker, and just never stopped, and she still hasn't stopped. And I was like. That is really inspirational. Yeah. Are you someone who's like that? Do you have like a very clear... I, I feel like I don't, but do you have a clear vision and a goal? You mentioned sarcastically about my podcast, but do you have a vision what? board and do you have a thing like... I love your podcast. No, but you were like, oh, it's part of my bucket list, but do you have a thing... It was my thing? vision board. Okay. But do you have... It definitely was not. But <laughs> do you have a vision board though? <laughs> I'm okay. I don't take offense to it. But do you have a vision board? I literally bought what the if post- this whole episode is you keep bringing up <laughs> the introduction <laughs> saying I insulted your podcast <laughs> we're never gonna air this look I I got the poster the board podcast, from and I t- glued one thing on it and that was the end of my vision board which is a problem my podcast the moon me podcast which I stopped doing and I keep saying I'm gonna bring back what podcast is it called moon, moon me podcast moon me okay I would give recommendations for other podcasts to listen to as I was recording <laughs> <laughs> 
That's good. That's very sweet and generous of you. I'm like, and everybody just stop listening to this. Oh my god. Um, what would you do? Would you just rant by yourself? No, I had Gaston, and um, I just look. That side told a million stories right there. I have You're a lot of really mixed, comfortable. I like it. I have a lot of mixed feelings. I have a superficial. Super, I have another podcast. Shoot, superficial magic. What's the point of that one? Um, it's comedy and uh, spirituality. Oh, that's really interesting. Yeah, that's something. Comedy that you really is don't, spiritual. I agree. A lot of people. Okay, in a former life, this life, but in a former life, I was a yoga teacher. I was a yoga teacher for 10 years. In your past life or in this life? No, in this life? life I was, but you know what I mean, how he's yeah. like, in a form, like when I was younger, um, I younger. was a yoga teacher. And I was very, and I was doing comedy when I was doing yoga, and it was very like spiritual for me. And I don't know why I quit, but I quit culture. I quit teaching, I quit taking. I had never gone back. And that's probably bad, it's not good. But there is definitely a weird, uh, it's weird, I don't know if you know JC, Cicoli? 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 She's a very hard last name. Yes, very hard last name. I like but her, she's, yes. her whole point is is bringing spirituality into comedy. That's like what she wants to do. Like that's her stated mission. So how does that overlap work for you? Or that, how do they work in conjunction with you? Is it in terms of the actual material that you talk about? Or how you manifest what you want to do as a professional comedian? So uh, we describe it as um, Romy and Michelle meet the secret. <laughs> so it's like we're two girls who are, you know, living in L.A. And who's like your other who's your host? Megan Granger. Okay, yeah. She's a writer. She's hilarious. Um, mm-hmm. We're basically just <laughs> trying to figure out the universe. Like we're just we're interested in the law of attraction and how thoughts be- become things and how like your thoughts create your reality and sure. like vision boards work like truly. Yeah, I agree. And people are just like, people talk about it, but they don't talk about the deeper reason why. Yeah. And how like everything around us is a lot. Like it's just, um, we we're like hot messes who are trying to like become better. Yeah. So, you know, it's kind of like trial and error with all this shit that we do. And sometimes so each- amazing things happen and we produce great results. And then sometimes our worlds collide and we're just like open about sharing everything. Yeah. Also, I have a lot of weird hookup stories and (laughs) I talk about that. Do you bring, uh, every episode, do you bring a different element of, okay, I tried this Buddhist class or this yoga class. Yeah, we're we're always trying to like give manifestation tips, like something we wanted to create in our lives Mm -hmm. and did we create it? Did we call it in? Yeah. Did we, uh, you know, get the job that we that we wanted, and it's it's a lot about like manifesting. Yeah, and but the basis is the secret, because there's so many things in LA that you can go to. Law of attraction. Law of I attraction. Hate to say the secret. The secret has such a. There's there's Scientology. You could we fuck with about, that a little bit. We talk about Scientology, which also is very much about the law of attraction that people don't really talk about. But isn't it, it is. about aliens? Well, I have a theory about Scientology. This guy was a fiction writer. I think he was L. Ron Hubbard. He was a brilliant guy. Um, he had a book about psychology called Dianetics, was, which is basically about how we live in our, our reactive minds, which is something that's been adopted by Landmark Forum and all, and all these different self-help places. Um, and it was a book, it was a self-help book, just simple as that. And as he was getting his 
cult together, for lack of a better word, and they were practicing the techniques and Dianetics, um, he wasn't getting any tax breaks, and he was getting shit on, so he needed protection. So he needed to form uh, a religion. In order to form religion, you need some spiritual element, which it never was. So he created Xenu and the shit on the fucking volcano, and the A-bomb blew up, and now we have little humans in our body. They're called, I don't know what they're called. They're called theon, theons or some shit like that. Something weird. But he, and now he's tax exempt because he's a religion. But before that, sounds like a nine year old that never grew up. <laughs> yeah, but it's, 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 it's kind of GS. He was like, he was like, I want to practice. He goes, I want to practice basically psychiatry. I want to be a practicing psychiatrist and help people. And they're like, well, you're not licensed as an MD. You can't do that. And he said, what if I make myself a religion? I can do what the fuck I want. Done. And that's what he did. This makes sense to me because Scientology is truly based around money. <laughs> Absolutely. How much money can you give us? Yeah. And that's how it started. Yes. Yes. Wow. It th- I mean, people hate on it, but honestly, that's genius. Yeah. I mean, a lot it's of people genius. got really rich doing it. I mean, I've always been intrigued by it because it is it is L.A. It is such it's in the fabric of L.A. But I who's mean, a you Scientologist? Just, huh? Who's a Scientologist? Uh, only the biggest movie star in the world. I've worked with Scientologists. I've done pilots and worked on shows with Scientologists. I worked with Jenna Elfman's husband, Bodie Elfman, who's a Scientologist. And he was the nicest guy. And I've worked with a few Scientologists, and they're always the nicest people ever. Elizabeth and Moss? They never, Elizabeth Moss is a Scientologist. Um, they've never tried to get me to be one, which is always very insulting because I guess I don't vibrate enough or whatever the fuck it is. Um, <laughs> You but do you do something like enough? that? Have you done like landmark forum and things like that? That's another very LA thing that people do. Have I've, you heard of it? No. I you do Reiki, crystals, psychedelics. Uh, Will you do psychedelics str- on your podcast when you do it? I would do psychedelics at any moment in time. I stopped drinking though. I'm sober now. Do you smoke weed? No, not anymore. Why? I gave it all up for God. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, you do psychedelics without weed? Well... This is the joke that I was telling you about that um, I did it that I saw somebody did a sketch about, which is it was literally my joke. Oh, yeah. So this Uh, is let me just let me just backtrack. So when Dana came here, she was a little bit verklempt. So frazzled. A little like, but she found out that somebody stole her joke. Now, obviously, in the comedy world, being a joke thief and, and people who aren't comics don't get it. People who aren't comics like, so what? They did your joke. Who cares? But as a comic, it's people like, get in fist fights over it. People threaten to kill people over it. I mean, I haven't, but other people have. I just, um, I don't know. I feel a little hurt. Okay, so t- so back up. So what is the what is the joke? When did you post it? So it my joke is talking about um, sobriety and how happy. Do you want me? I I can do the I can yeah, do the joke for please you. Please do it. Yeah. Um, I open up. I'm still like working on my sober stuff because it's so new for me. So, so you're I in the program. Of, you're AA. Um, I start, yes, I, I start, I started going, but it's, it's so deep and it's so like, okay, it's crazy saying I'm an alcoholic because the problem isn't alcohol, right? Of course not. The problem has never been alcohol. I can stop having a drink. I cannot have a drink. I can go a month without drinking. My problem is my brain. Your brain. The crazy. Your OCD. Just the crazy. 
She's crazy. Yeah. She's a crazy brain. And, and and alcohol became the way to make your brain less crazy. Um, weed, psychedelics. Psychedelics. Mushrooms. I mean, there, so so anyways, so um, I'm working out stuff on stage about um, not drinking. And um, I was in Joshua Tree with my friend who's also sober. And we had this like really sweet moment we're laying out under the stars outside and I was like, Oh my God, I love being sober. I yeah. have so much clarity. I'm so happy. She's like, Dana, you're on so many mushrooms right now. <laughs> and I was like, you're right. I totally forgot. They literally just kicked in. And, and it's oh, I a heard joke you say on stage that, that I do night. on stage. Yeah, yeah. And it's also my real life. And it's also so personal to me. And then I go on Instagram and I see this person who has, a lot more followers than me and um does that sketch and does it's a like, sketch so you mean uh, does that sketch of somebody who's who's now by sketch because people don't necessarily know what you mean you mean like they're actors it's filmed there's a it's not she doesn't do it on stage as a stand-up yeah she makes a sketch it's a guy by the way it's a guy so this guy does a sketch it's yeah. involved multiple people just him his friend looking up i can't believe i'm so happy sober it's it's the premise is i'm sober i'm not drinking but I'm doing mushrooms all the time. And it's very obvious that it's my joke. And he so, saw me do it. Oh, he literally, saw you do it. Uh, How do you know he saw you do it? Because he hosted a show and I have the audio of me. I have the whole audio. So he is this a stand-up comic. This is how crazy I am. This is how crazy I am. Okay. So <laughs> I went back and I listened to the audio. Mm -hmm. And I literally say his name and like give him a shout out. And then I listened to my whole set and I said the joke and he was in the room. Oh, wow. For, I mean, he was, he was hosting the show. He was in the room for my set. And then that was in December and he put the sketch out last week. Yeah. So it's He sucks. never talked to you about it? Oh, I messaged him and he sent me a screenshot that he said he shot it in September. And it, it seemed... To me, it just seemed doctored. And look, I'm not gonna like. Wait, I'm not gonna go public. Wait, what do you mean and, like, he shot it in September? He sent me this like screenshot of it being edited in September, and it could have been. He could have went back and like typed in. I, honestly, I don't even know. But like, I've okay. I've been guilty of this. This is my. I'm so sensitive to to material. Like, I have done something similar in the past on a level I wasn't conscious of sure where like a friend tweeted something funny and then a week later this thought popped into my brain and it was sort sort of similar sort of different and I tweeted it and then that friend messaged me and was like yo this is like literally my tweet and then I literally spiral and I'm like oh my god I, it, it was in my brain and I didn't mean to and like sure. I'm so embarrassed and like m those were not my intentions of like I'm so sensitive to other comedian's material that sometimes when i write something i literally will be like i'm gonna google this sure if no, that this makes sense. thought seems too obvious it's too right there and you know? yeah and so i'm so sensitive and and if anybody would be like yo this bit you're doing i i think i would like i wouldn't say i didn't steal that and that you're wrong mm -hmm. so i'm just that. like i'm just really mad because i confronted him and he was like I didn't steal that, which makes me feel like, oh, you did steal that. Where was because the sketch 
on, it was on YouTube or what? It's on Instagram. I mean, it's like who? But cares? just recent posts on Instagram. I'm being so dramatic. No, you're not being dramatic because this is this is. I mean, this is what you. This is what we do. This is as artists is very important. If it wasn't so like me, if it wasn't so personal to me, that makes sense. But you're saying that you know he's saying I mean? I'm sober, but he's doing mushrooms. So that's not necessarily like, the same are... setup. It was the same punchline. Because I feel like for a joke to be stolen, you need the same premise, setup, and punchline. A lot of people say the same premise is a stolen joke, but that's not necessarily true. But you feel in your heart it's a stolen joke. Yeah. Okay. I feel, you know what? Regardless, like to watch somebody stand up and then get an idea for a sketch and to go do it is stealing. Yes. I kind of agree. I think that I've been inspired by things I've heard people say at cocktail parties or whatever. They will do a joke. And I'll be like, that's funny. Have you written? And they're like, no, oh, no, I just said it. And I'll write it down and I'll do it. But that's your brain stealing. makes it into something that you find funny yes, about it. Yes. That's coming up with material. Yeah. There's something different about you watching a comedian and then getting yes, ideas to create something based off of their. Like, it's the same joke. Yeah, I know. I'm sober. But I'm doing a ton of mushrooms. Yeah, you're right. Well, it's like the same thing with the Amy Schumer thing. Amy Schumer had three sketches like in one season that were, I guess two of them were like Kathleen Madigan. The one about uh, Oprah's so rich and she's fat. How is that possible? I just have food slappers every time. Like just, um, just pay people to slap food out of my mouth. And That's- then Amy Schumer did a sketch about it. And then they also she also had in the same bit, Kathleen Madigan said... And then I wouldn't exercise. I'd have people like while I was sleeping, people would like exercise my limbs for me. And that's also back to back in the Amy Schumer show, Inside Amy Schumer. And of course it was like, she stole it. It's also interesting because she made a sketch of a stand-up joke, so. Did Kathleen Madigan ever say anything? Oh, it came out, it was all out in the news and they were just like, you know, no one ever, no one ever cops, it's like cheating, no one ever cops to stealing a joke. They're like, hey, parallel thinking, no one's ever gonna be like, well, Amy Schumer has been like under fire for stealing so many things. It's so funny that it's so hilarious about, and I want to take a picture because right now there's a giant billboard of her saying "growing," where she's pregnant. Her ne- her Netflix special, she's pregnant. It's hilarious that she's been accused of stealing, and now she's doing Netflix special, which is basically stealing from Ali Wong being pregnant during her special. Ali Wong started a craze because a other, lot of women doing that. A now? lot of women have done that. I didn't know that. I don't know about her. Yeah, Ali. After Ali Wong shot her special, pregnant, I think like a handful of other w- women have done the same thing. I told some guys that had newborns to do the baby Bjorn. That's really funny. And they thought that was the dumbest idea they'd ever heard. But I'm still behind it. I think it's great. Look, it's like, why are people to knock things down that are reality for everybody? How many women are pregnant? Most yeah. women are pregnant and go through that, and there's, that's life. It's, yeah. And a guy becoming a new father, that's life. Like that's, who's subscribing to you and and watching your content? People yeah. who are living their life. Like what? Yeah, I almost want to have a baby just so I can do a special with that in mind. I do a lot of physical comedy, so it might not work. But all right. <laughs> so this is a natural segue. I want to talk about. Uh, I want to get back a little bit to get to your story till now. So you grew up in Connecticut, yeah. right? Now, was it with your siblings, brother, sisters? Older brother, older sister. Are they in the entertainment business? Or they no. Just kind of, no. They're no. normal people. Oh, but they love to give me advice on the entertainment Oh, they do? Business. Like on your jokes? Um, or just the business? Uh, on the business. Yeah, my sister lives in Connecticut, and she's like, you know, you had a general meeting, send them a thank you card. Not a bad idea? 
the worst idea I've ever heard in my life. Why is it a bad idea? You don't send thank you cards. What, why not? Why the hell wouldn't you send a thank you card to a meeting? Nice to meet you. Why? No, Dana, tell me. I'm asking. I'm literally asking. Because I don't work in marketing. Well, this but, isn't like, but thanks why? for the opportunity to interview. She wanted to be like, thanks for the opportunity to interview. It's like, it was a general meeting and they're just like getting to know you. There's no, I didn't interview for a job. I, I just came here. You might cast me in something. You probably, you might not. But it also might be a tangible reminder of you and the interview that they have around. Okay, 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 okay. My sister gave me other advice. Um, sometimes, okay, look, sometimes she gives me good advice. Was she the favorite? She was, or is, she, what, what do you mean what? I'm like talking about her like she's dead. <laughs> Let's pretend she is. Um, she always was, I was so good at uh, at anything she did. Yeah. Yeah, she really excelled at mostly everything she she did or wanted to do. She accomplished like all of her goals. Yeah. Yeah, maybe I should listen to her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's like an awful person to pay attention to. <laughs> she's really smart, but And she's married with kids and She's married. Doing the life. Um It's just weird. It's weird to I don't know. I don't know what my resistance is. It's weird because she just doesn't know the business and thinks she does. And that's what bothers me. But isn't that half the people out in L.A. or more like 95% of the people in L.A. They don't know the business. Like, but dude, I live here and I don't know, I don't know the yeah, business. Know like, the business. People in the business don't know the business. Like, yeah. Have you met anybody We're who works in the it. industry? They're, they're all like idiots. on they're all cocaine it. and yeah. every type of weed and they're out of their mind and they don't know. Even people in meetings that are like shaking hands over... Yeah shows they don't know what the they business have no is idea. they want someone to tell them what the what to do and then they're going to tell you no how are you going to predict if a show is going to hit yeah. or not by hundreds of millions of people right yeah of course like who can predict that that's insane and a lot everyone's of nervous everyone's scared they put out a movie like well people like this movie and it's garbage why why are people doing sequels to everything yeah because everyone is scared. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So. So listen to your sister is the, is the theme for that. Look, if she, it's also just like, um, I don't know. I think I just put so much pressure on myself. Like, fuck, I gotta be, man. Do you feel like you have I to like, be match successful. your sister for your your mom? No. You don't feel like. Do you feel like your mom? Because you're single mom. Where where's dad? Connecticut. Is, he, is dad around? Dead. Dead, dead. I don't know why I said it like that. Dead motherfucker. Dead. Uh, um, he passed away when I was fourteen. Okay, wow, that's intense. Um, Car crash. Oh my god. Okay, how do we resuscitate this? Uh, he was dr- this he was drunk. Here? He was drunk. Drinking and driving. Oh wow. I try to do bits about it, but it just doesn't work. It's a hard one. Um, I'm like, oh, he died doing what he loved, and that was drinking and driving. And it's always like, well, do we laugh or do we cry that's, for you? That's actually a good joke. Yeah. I hope you do that. Um. He was very good at doing both. Yeah. But you just put it together and it blows up in your face. Car crash. And yeah. then that might, I don't know, that might yeah, kill the room. Should... I like it. I think it's funny. I mean, whatever. You're the one telling it, so it's it's up to you if you have fun telling it. I want it. I think the funniest thing is that, like, that I grew up learning everything from my dad, who was drunk. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> so you're really good at doing things drunk. Like you can cook things in a microwave late at night. 
<laughs> like I can ride a bike, but I like swerve. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? like oh, I learned hilarious. how to drive at a young age because I was 12 and I had to drive my dad because he was too drunk. Like this is just. You drove at 12? Oh, like 13. Yeah. From wow. from uh, Lens Crafter. I think it was the, the vision center inside Walmart. Yeah. My dad was so drunk and I could smell it. I mean, everyone yeah. could smell it. The whole place could smell it. And he was asking me the same questions over and over. And I was like, I'm like 12, 13. And I'm going, I know. I know. This yeah. is my dad. Crazy. And it was, and I took the keys. I was like, you're not driving. Yeah. And it took me like 45 minutes to back out of a parking lot. No joke. Was it like I couldn't stick back or was, out it, of a parking was it like automatic? Oh, it was remember. a Jeep. It was, it a, was Jeep. a Jeep. And I, stick. I just didn't know how to back yeah. To back out. I just kept inching and And your inching. dad's in the back seat or he's in the next to you? Oh, he's sitting next to me and he's just he he's hilarious. living it up. Yeah. He's <laughs> like he's loving it. But so, yeah. So I'm really trying to make make that funny. It I don't want this it to is be like funny. a sad vibe. It is funny. So um now you you said you're non alcoholic. Did your drinking start when did your drinking start? When did you start when I was fourteen. When you're fourteen. When when, my dad when died. your dad passed. Yeah. You're like, I'm carrying the mantle. For my homies. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the anniversary of his death, uh, March 1st. I got all my guy friends together. We hung out at this house that was like the party house. Yeah. Because Cheryl was also a single mom and she was work night shift. Cheryl is your mom. Uh, Cheryl is the mom of the party house. Of the party house, okay. And uh, they had older brothers and parties and stuff like that. And I was like, we have to get alcohol. It's the anniversary of my dad's death. Yeah. And I got me and like all these like 14 year olds to like get so drunk with me. I mean like I, that was how I thought wow. coping was. Sure. And we yeah. just all got wasted off like Smirnoff ice, like green apple or <laughs> <laughs> do you remember that? It's delicious. And I remember being like, guys, I need a moment. And I walked outside and it was like <laughs> into the snow. I think it was like snowing. <laughs> I don't know how long I was out there for, but I was like, I think I need to go talk to my dad. Oh. And I was so drunk, and I thought I was actually talking to him, but Where, nobody was there. Nobody was there. Were you talking to a snowman? <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny because, to me, it's so funny because it's so sad. Yeah. Sad is very funny. It's so sad. Wow. that, that I couldn't imagine. So, you're, oh, man. And, and yeah. your mom was able to kind of pull it together, I guess, and raise your kids. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and you still treat her like garbage. <laughs> what the fuck? Then <laughs> <I'm kidding. laughs> I still call her every day to tell her she ain't shit and I hang up. <laughs> no, I love my mom so much. I really do. Did she see did she watch your stand up? Um, yes. She did not like it at first. Ah. She thought I was too dirty. She thought I was too weird. Her friends um, like literally think I'm famous Yeah, and they think I'm so funny and she truly didn't start like really believing in my comedy career until her friends were like, your daughter's really funny. Yeah. My mom kind of doesn't really yeah. have a mind of her own. She goes along with whatever. Yeah. So for the longest time, she's like, you should be a teacher. <laughs> oh yes. Dana, you're so good with kids. You should work at a daycare. Um, mm. Or she, or she would send me like random like casting jobs. I should work in casting, and yeah, you know, she had like a different job for me every day. Every day, <laughs> anything but what you were doing. Yeah, yeah. 
And you're, are but you're, now she's supportive. Now she's supportive. Did she give you advice like your sister? She's like, you should do this and da No. She said she thinks that I should. Um, she gives me advice like, um, you know, she watched something I did and she's like, you'd be so good hosting your own show. Or she, she'll give me like, like advice that's complimentary. Yeah, that's she nice. She also told me that I, I should just show up to like Paramount Studios, which was terrible <laughs> advice. She's well, like, that's, just get in line. That's one of my favorite things when people go like, you know, you're really funny. Have you thought about doing films? And I'm always like, you know, that's a great idea. Maybe I I'll, should just do some big films. Maybe I'll, I'm going to call up J.J. Abrams. Yeah, let me call Brian Coogler. Black Panther 2, you know, bad white yeah, guy. I'm in. Yeah. Manifest it. Manifest it. Manifest it. I could, I guess. I, got, I don't have a vision board. Get a vision board. I'll let you borrow mine. What's on your vision board? Just photos of you. <laughs> What's on your vision board? Um, I have, okay, I'm so, okay, so I took down the vision board. Mm-hmm. I live and die by vision boards, but they stress me out a little bit too much. Of course. Because my goals overwhelm, overwhelm me. Yeah, there's a giant mansion in Bel Air there, and yeah, there's, and there's a hot guy who... There's the word dick, and I'm like, I don't even, why is the dick on here? Do you know what I mean? Are you like, serious the word dick was on there? Yeah. Yeah. My landlord came over and was like, really? <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. Huh? Dick is, because dick can mean so many things, too. Like, you don't want a dick in your life. Yeah. You just want some dick. You want some dick. Uh, so now I have a goal. I have a whiteboard. Do you have a whiteboard? No. So you can erase it. Amazon. Whiteboard. Because your goals change. Okay. Or maybe I'm... I'm no, no, I think you're right. I think you're right. Sometimes I want think I want something and then I get it and then I don't and then I want something else and whatever. So, okay, so I just did this really cool thing that I'm super excited about and I'm also feel like a total dork. So, I have a whiteboard and I put spiritual goals. Uh-huh. I put relationship. Uh-huh. Um I put career and then I put health. That's great. So I kind of broke down and relationship is also, um, self love, Mm -hmm. um, intimate love, family love, friendship Mm -hmm. love, all encompassing. I used to just have a whiteboard that was strictly goals, 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 goals. goals, like career goals. Yeah. And I put like, I I put like book a series just, yeah. Book a series. I put laugh, laugh factory, comedy store, comedy. I put all these comedy clubs and I'm like, what am I? What's happening at these comedy clubs? Yeah, I put Netflix. What's ha- and literally, I was so vague and it was just so crazy and all over the place. And it was like late night. It's like what late night show? Like what am I? What am I talking about? Um, and so I I submitted for this baking show. I swear to God, I just did my I just did my vision board and I and um. Two days later, I I submitted this like weird audition. I don't know what this show is for. I have a friend who works in casting. Anything she sends me, I apply. I don't even ask. Yeah. Right. So um, I get a call and they're like, hey, we, we want you on this baking show. Um, I'm th- thinking it's like YouTube. It's like yeah, yeah, yeah. in somebody's like backyard. Yeah. <laughs> like this. Yeah. <laughs> you can bake on my fire. Uh, and they're like, OK, so just, you know, don't say anything. You can't tell anybody, but it's for Netflix. And I was like. The reason it was so interesting to me is because I just updated my whiteboard and put Netflix. Netflix, yeah. And was not specific. Yeah. And, you know, ended and up being like, on Netflix a- baking show. So I'm I'm on 
season or no season one episode five of this baking show nailed it on which Netflix. is a huge show huge yeah uh can i just say when it came out i was like mortified why i thought it was gonna be i was like nobody's gonna watch this show like and after i did it it was one of those things where i was like ah i don't think this is you know what this is my brand or this is what Oh, I mean, whatever. It's like, it's exposure and like so many, I got like podcast listeners. I got followers. So I, I, I love that I did it. Yeah. I just didn't think it was going to blow up the way it did. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, honestly. So are you part of the nailed it family, you know? <laughs> no. Do you, do you get but to I go do back? Make, but I do make people say when they bring me up on stage, I make them say Netflix. Yeah. That's legit. Because... I was on. I'm. I'm on Netflix. You guys. Yeah. Well, a lot of people do that with late night TV. They go. He was on. Jay, you might know him from Jay Leno, and they were like, they did like one little segment. Yeah, they were the audience member. Mm-hmm. My friend does that with or Conan. Some weird little thing. He's always like an audience member asking questions, and he does like little weird things with Conan. Paulia. Yes. Yeah. And he's like his his he's credit great. is Conan, but um, I would do the same thing. Of course. Of course. Yeah, yeah I was I was on Sex in the City and I had four four lines. And it is still the most like any credit I give them they go Sex in the City and that's when they say and that's after the show like who are you on Sex in the City? And then I'm embarrassed cuz I'm like Did you have a name? Huh? Actually it's funny that you said that. You just <laughs> fucking nailed me right there. Uh every single part I've ever done on IMDb and I have like I think I have like 60 <laughs> credits on IMDb. They all have names. <laughs> My sex and city credit is blonde guy. <laughs> and I just remember going like, fuck, couldn't they give me a name? Anything have you but I'm with blind that? guy. No. Dumb blind blonde guy. No, because I feel blind guy? Blonde guy. Blonde guy. <laughs> but even blind even like when blonde I blonde guy. <laughs> like I don't make the advertisements for like when I headline in Vegas or Reno or whatever, the the booker Harry Basil does. And they always put Bill Dawes from Sex and the City, and then maybe they'll put something else, but like it's always Dude, Sex and the City there. So many of my credits are legit credits, but like Netflix, I mean, Baking Show, Oxygen, the pilot never sold, yeah. but I still put Oxygen. Hulu was a cl- something I did with Hulu, and I still don't know if it's up or not. <laughs> <laughs> what else? I think I put NBC. I put M- this. I, this is so funny to me. I put NBC as a credit uh-huh. because for this one comedy club that I did in Washington, the Washington State. I put NBC because I did NBC Morning News <laughs> <laughs> in Chicago. That's legit. Nobody cares. Nobody cares about it. Doesn't matter. You can I lie did about the that. Morning show interview. That was so weird. And I was like, NBC is definitely a credit on mine. I just remember one comic. He w- used to say that he was. His credit was the Titanic because he was an extra in the Titanic. And that's cheating. You can't say you're in the Titanic if you're like one of the guys like, we're we're going down and that's it. Yeah. I mean, I guess you can. But Oh, I was in an MTV show that only lasted like four weeks. Yeah. Um, And I say MTV. Yeah. I don't even know if I I think they just put them on the flyer. Yeah. They just want to put little logos on the flyer. Uh, Isn't it crazy that credits are like beginning to not mean anything because everyone's making their own stuff and their pot, like their podcast is like what gets them. Because I mean, if, if I wanted to, if I wanted to just put the logos, I would have the logo. I'd have every logo. 
I, I've no seriously. I would done, have every logo. You've done everything. I would have every. I would have HBO Showtime. You know what's crazy? From this side, you yeah. look like Conan. I've heard that before. Just from this side. <sighs> only from the side. No, I've heard it, but it's fine. And only because it's dim lighting. <laughs> Conan's very attractive. He, he, yeah. Um, you don't like that? No, he he's you know yeah he's great. Did I strike a nerve? Are well, you it's just like it's like you look like Conan, but without his career. It's like the the one thing about Conan that makes him great is his awesome career. It's like you look like him, but you don't have anything else that he has. Moving on to you. Um, uh, wait. Oh, fake credits. Yes. I love I love to do fake credits. My, oh yeah. These are my fake credits. She was the baby in Cheers. Oh wow. She co-created Making a Murderer. That's great. Dana Moon. And the crowd is so confused. Yeah. And I tell the host, I'm like, please, like, like really, like, sell this. Yeah. Sometimes I tell the host that it's, like, a, my actual credit and they believe it. And they're, like, so sincere. Um, <laughs> but the baby in Cheers is so weird. Because, like, was there a baby in Cheers? I don't, I don't know. But even you said he was the baby in Look Who's Talking. They wouldn't know. <laughs> you could say, I was a baby in Look Who's Talking 3. People like, there were three of those? <laughs> But like, <laughs> Cheers was not even known for having a baby and set in a bar. <laughs> Do people ask after the show, like, were you? Some people are like, oh, that's so cool. Like, you were in Cheers. And I'm like, wow. <laughs> wow. Um, so you, we've been here for a while. So thanks. How did I want to, I don't want to get too deep into like. Get deep. The backstory. But like, how did you finally get into stand-up? What was the thing that pushed you? You saw Michael Jackson in a van <laughs> you're like I want to be a performer you came out Im- improv was the first thing uh no USC theater um Shakespeare hating my theater classes kind of avoiding them really liking my um like my sitcom my commercial acting TV stuff I'm kind of like resonating with right yeah. um my sister has this in her head that like I should be on SNL um, like ever since a young age, like she's like SNL, you're SNL, and obviously, like yes, that's that's number one. But dream. you never put it in the vision board. I actually have, but I get so scared of it. And then you erase that. I get scared. If you're scared, it means you want it the most. If you want it more than anything. Yes. Yeah. That's how it works. So, um, watch I like get it, and then it gets canceled <laughs> that year. <laughs> <They're> like <laughs> SNL's done. Um, so. My sister goes to um, this party in New York, and I'm at USC, and she sees Rachel Dratch, who was on SNL, yeah. and she goes up and talks to her, and she's like, my sister's super funny, she tells these characters, like, you know, she's studying theater, but, like, I, she needs to be on SNL, like, what should she do? And uh, Rachel Dratch was like, she needs to go to Groundlings. I've never heard of Groundlings. Yeah. No one's heard of Groundlings. Really? Uh... Uh, I don't think people hear of Second City UCB more than Groundlings. Nobody heard. I don't think anyone was talking about Groundlings. You know what? I wasn't in the comedy world, so I had no idea about Groundlings, yeah. and nobody in theater knew about Groundlings. Of course, yeah. So I start going to the Groundlings my senior year, and um, from there, somebody in my improv class started doing stand up, and they invited me to their show, and they were like, "You should do stand up." And was were they a good stand up? So bad. So bad. Do they still do stand-up? No. Okay. So I go to their show at the comedy store when, like, the main room had bringer shows. Yeah. And um, I was watching it, and I was like, oh, I could do this. (laughs) This is easy. Um, It it became a huge fear of mine, and the more I kept thinking about it, the more people were like, you would be such a great stand-up. Like, you're so funny on your own. Like, everyone in my improv 
uh, class was so encouraging. And I started meeting stand-ups. I started hanging out. And it's just such a dark, weird world that I connected with. Yeah. And I, I did my first show. Show, not a mic. I did a show. Your first show was a show my show. My first show was a show. My mic. first time performing was a show. And Whose show? Um, Anthony DeVry. Mm-hmm. DeVry. Mm-hmm. One of the his last name's similar to like a college nobody goes to. Yeah. Um he had this show and he put me on last and he wouldn't say that it was my first time performing because the other comedians were trying to get up and they'd be jealous. Okay. Right. I was the only woman. It was all guys. And he puts me up last. I start doing crowd work. Not going so well. <laughs> and then I just get straight into my material and I get a I get a few really hard laughs yeah and i had a really good set yeah and i got off stage and everything in my life that i i was like this like moment that you like see in a movie where it's like every like everything just clicked yeah to me like feeling like an outcast me being embarrassed and feeling like so much shame and it was like everything was like boom like this is what you're supposed to do wow yeah i was like oh my god and I was just became obsessed with it. And then um, I felt like I was like on meth when I got off stage. I was yeah. like, this is what people who are high off meth feel like for yeah. sure. And um, my next, the next time I went on stage, second time I went on stage was um, a mic that was kind of like a show. And I did really well. And then the third time I went on stage was the Comedy Store Original Room open mic. And I bombed. <sighs> So yes. bad. So how did that bomb look like? Because that that by the way, the the comedy store original people, other people talk about this podcast. It is the it's like the birthplace of the bomb. It's one of the hardest rooms, particularly when you're brand in the new. Country. It's the hardest room in the because country because it's mostly comic. First of all, and I don't want to badmouth the comedy store because comedy store is great, but I just don't go there because I've had I've just seen bad things happen there. I've had weird experiences oh, there. Oh, it's haunted. And I just feel like it's haunted by the ghosts of comedians that never made it. Yeah, I feel like I'm gonna choke somebody out if I go there too much, so I don't go there. It's extremely dark energy there. So so and then when you do the OR, which is all comics usually watching in the back, and you have yeah. three or five minutes. Yeah, or whatever, it was so bad. And it's a very literally dark room. Like there's just like very little lighting. Um, so what did you? What happened? Do you remember how it looked like? Um, I think I like put uh, liquor in a water bottle <laughs> and was like pounding straight vodka. Beforehand um, or yeah. on stage? Beforehand. Because yeah. you were Beforehand. nervous. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I had a friend who's actually like super famous now. <laughs> he's like, a, he's a huge movie star. He came to see me. Uh-huh. And uh, <laughs> I haven't seen him since. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but also, really, why aren't we friends anymore? Um he came to come he came to support me he saw me at my first show and then um or wait was he at the first show no anyways um you know i think like tony hinchcliffe was hosting Uh or benji one of them was so they were being so mean to the comedians yes and what i don't know now is like okay they were insecure new comedians yes who just were being mean to open micers because they didn't have material on Whatever. So they were like roasting them. Yeah. You know, because that's like their brand. But I didn't comprehend that. I just thought they were really mean. Sure. Well, they were. <laughs> no, they were roasting. No, they were mean. Like. Fuck them. 
and I was just getting more and more like sad for the comic and just like scared for myself sad for comics here for myself and then I got up there and I like I don't I don't know if I started doing material and then I was just like you're really mean <laughs> like this is really mean I think my set was just being like my jokes didn't work and I was like you know I think I just started <laughs> telling them how mean he was and how yeah. hard the room is yeah and then I just got off stage <laughs> yeah yeah and were no they laughs. talked to you after that were they like cool no. to you afterward yeah. no no laughs I just left immediately yeah yeah and did, was there a moment where you're like, fuck, I guess stand-up is not for me? Or was that like, this is like, I'm moving on? I didn't do it for six months after that. Oh, wow. Interesting. Yeah. Really nice. It really back. scarred me. Yeah. The comedy store really, 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 really. Yeah. That's the one place that I feel very like. Um, well, if you're a sensitive person. Sensitive. Like that, it's hard. Yeah. You know, it is hard because I remember Dean Del Rey, who's, who's, who's working everywhere now. Dean Del Rey, when he was coming out. You know, and he was like in his late 40s kind of breaking into the comedy store, I guess. And he would tell me, you know, that people would just openly mock him and shit on him when he'd walk around. Like, oh, look at this fucking kiss ass. Look at the, you know, just give him shit. Um, and to his credit, he just kept kept working and pushed through it and was able to. Now he's like one of the top regulars there. So, um but when I when he told me that 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 people would like act like in like hey fuck you you suck what are you doing here go you know I was like people if someone people, said that to me I would literally I I I I it, 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 I couldn't just ignore it I would have to choke them unconscious or like whatever maybe not but but something close to that I would have to did physically that to Sebastian do something. did you hear those Maniscalco? stories uh uh-uh. uh yes he would bomb so hard at the comedy store when he started consistently wow. for years and people were trying to shame him to yeah leave. bobby lee was like nobody knew why he was doing comedy he was so bad <laughs> and he sold out madison square garden uh, it four goes times show. again like if you if you work really hard it's not necessarily bad talent but if you work really hard order. and you have the intention and the vision the intention i mean and the vision. kind of but well because look hard work you also a lot of people get i work hard but like do you do you really work hard i i sometimes feel like i work so hard but I, d- I need to work smart and I need to balance and that's why I put I changed my goal board yeah of like family relationship um health yeah and uh, spiritual spiritual stuff yeah it's very important yeah um because I don't know it's like if you're successful and you don't have you know your health or your loved ones or your sanity what None do you have? Of it matters. What do you? It oh, you? Oh, you matter. have your name on a billboard. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And you have money. Yes. That I mean, what does that even mean at the end of the day? That's like to me, it's like I want to live a balanced, fulfilled life, and I want to be successful in every area of my life. Absolutely. Yeah. And sure. I've placed so much emphasis on career, 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 and it's like I've forgotten that like there's other things than career. Yeah. And oftentimes when you go back to the other things, you focus on those, your career or career will open up in ways that you weren't expecting. That's what I'm realizing now. Yeah. I'm kind of like pumping the brakes off being so aggressive with my career and kind of just being like, obviously I'm, I'm working every day at, you know, I'm working at my goals and actually, yeah. let's be honest, I didn't. <laughs> I, didn't do that. I, just, I don't think I really did a lot I just today. worked in my yard. Anyway. But that's literally. what you needed to do today. 
Yeah, but I have I have writing I'm supposed to do. I have so much writing I have to do. So I was like, eh, and the computer was literally sitting on that table all day. And I would look at it and be like, let me jump on a trampoline and get my chi going. But when I start, here's what's cool is when I start, it's like I can go for hours. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Starting is always the issue, right? Yeah. It's always the gym. issue. It's the same with the gym. It's the same yes. with like, yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, um, we, we've, we've been here a while. Now you have the hand in the face. That's a sign we should wrap this up. But how long have we so been give here me, for? Be, it's been a long time. So give me a- um, This is fun. Yeah, you're great. You're great. You're, no wonder you do so many podcasts, Dana. You're great. You're so open and-, and I'm so, telling you, it's a joke I made about doing a lot of podcasts, but so we, I, do a lot, I do a lot of podcasts. So usually I talk about things that people- I literally ask what's on the vision board. And I say that metaphorically because no one else really has a vision board. But for you, we talked about you're going to do SNL audition this year. I'm going to do it. Word. What else? What does it look like? What's down the line five, ten years? What do you What do you see for your life on this vision board? Is it like house and kids, and and or is it something else? Damn it! I do want the house and kids, and I'm just realizing this recently, and it's really fucking me up. <laughs> Why? Because you can do both. You can be a great comic and have house and look at Amy Schumer. She's crowning. Anyway. <laughs> She's giving birth right over right there. Yeah. You can see uh, the baby's placenta coming out. Um, I I know that, um, yeah, I want to have it all. I want to have a very, like, I want to have a very fulfilled, meaningful life. Yeah. So, and that's what uh, me not drinking recently, I've gotten so much clarity on what I actually want. Yeah. And, um I want to work in TV, film. Uh, I want to be in front of the camera and then eventually be behind the camera. Yeah. So I Very think cool. eventually direct, but I consistently, I, it's like I always want to do stand up. I feel like stand up is like. It's a great staple to keep you moving. 100%. And get your razor blade off the wrist. Yeah. To get on stage. That was yeah. really fucking dark. But it's Resonated. a way to it's it's a great way to it's you know because look at other people like civilians they they do they work at six they get home and they literally it's just about the television programming for their night mm-hmm. and we get done with whatever we're doing until six and then we have a night where we create stuff and we yeah. do shit you know it's very it's a, such a completely different life than ninety percent of the people on the planet it's very odd yeah I love th- and I just like. Um this is something that I that really hit me, and it. My mom was telling me when I was younger that I would just tell stories and captivate children. Oh wow! For for hours. That's amazing. And I would put on these elaborate shows and have all these kids gather around. I don't remember doing any of this, and um, it made me. It kind of just made me realize that I was like, I get so overwhelmed with all these things that I'm doing. And I'm like, oh, at the end of the day, like, I'm just a storyteller. We're just storytellers. Yeah. Like, that's all stand-up is. Podcast, uh, TV, right? Film. It's yeah. like, I'm like, that's what I want to do. Yeah. So, like, I, I'm going to stop constructing it in my mind as, like, I want to do every. Truly, I want to do everything. I want to, like, write act but you want to tell the story of what it means to be human yes yes so like at the end of the day it's like i want to be a storyteller across you know all all genres all genres all media yeah yeah mainly comedy um definitely not music i don't know if that i'm so bad at singing Uh, i'm the worst um and like when people are like chords and stuff and when people are like oh this is uh (laughs) 
<laughs> a flat. What are you talking about? Yeah, people tell me I'm off. They go, you're off key. I go, I don't know what the fucking key is. I don't know so. what the key to be on. Yeah. Like, I'm just singing the song I'm hearing is and it I'm off key. key. Well, eat my dick because that's all I got. Yeah. By the way, my friend came to see a stand-up show that we were on and mm. um, didn't compliment my set after, but was like, was like, I love Bill. He's who's, the best. Who's your friend? Um, Brian. His name's Brian. I He's thought it was Brian. similar to you. Oh, okay. Well, I was about to say, he can come see he me goes, tomorrow night at the Laugh Factory. He goes, he was the best. And you were like, like you were like, I was on the show, motherfucker. I mean, I think it's 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 what it is. Yeah, no, it's always I always like I had I had Matt Rife open for me in, in Vegas and I was like and he's great and women love him and I was like, Look, I hope people say you should be the headliner, not me. Really? That's like I don't care. I'm not gonna be I'm, like a lot of people will not work with Matt because they're like he's funny and he's good looking and they get like we I'm like, I don't care, bring it. You gonna are people gonna show up because of your come on. Are you gonna kill it? Perfect. I love it. There's no one. I mean, if someone is like, look, if someone's my feature and they're doing like Dane Cook 2006, 2006 level. 2006. Uh, 2006. Uh, 2006 level of like dis- destruction of a room, then no, I don't, I don't, I don't want that. Was this like, Matt, was Matt opening for you pre-Kate Beckinsale or after Kate Beckinsale? Oh, this is just last few weeks ago. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. He, you can't talk about it. Can you no, talk about cool. it? Yeah, I, I I send texts all day. Hey, my mom just saw the widow and says it's a piece of shit. That might make your day. It goes, thanks, man. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, who needs she, a publicist when you can get a Kate Beckinsale as a comic? Come on. Kate Beckinsale loves comedians. She has an obsession with comedians. Well, Jack she, Whitehall. I'm on the show with tomorrow. Used to date Jack Whitehall. Who's Jack Whitehall? He's dreamy. Really? Dana, you should meet him. I don't date comedians. That's what they all say. They, this FYI, fuck female comics always say, I never date comedians. And then I always go, okay, so name the two that you had sex with. And there's lots, okay. And they always had sex with two, at least. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> and you all, everyone always dates the, com- they say, I don't comedians do Comedians are like family and you always fuck your family. Yeah, exactly. Particularly from the South. <laughs> um, on that note, we're going to go inside. Kidding. So, uh, that's it. What do you want to plug? Do you have something to plug in the next few months down the road? Not next week or whatever, but how about like... Um, I have a show coming out in July. It's going to be on Facebook Watch. With, um, nice. Uh, it's called Island Hoppers. Um, it's going to be interesting. Sounds interesting. Uh, <laughs> it's. You have very nice teeth, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. I'd also like to plug my teeth. Yeah. Uh, follow me on Twitter, on Instagram at Dana Moon Me. Uh, I love social media love. I need the validation. Truly, I know it's a joke, but it's also like yeah. I like instant validation from people supporting me and yeah. you know liking and subscribing. Um, and I post my shows on uh, my website, which is linked to my Instagram. And, and they can also um, find you on Raya. I'm also on Raya. Um, I swiped right on a guy because he literally had pigtails and was posing like an Instagram girl and honestly that's pretty great I'm kind of turned on by it like he's like a hot he's a good looking guy but he's a hot girl and like sometimes I am attracted to women so he's kind of like my perfect guy yeah so fingers crossed also you guys can catch me on the road opening for Bill I mean cause uh, I I I'll put in I'll put in a request (laughs) 
I mean, sure. <laughs> I caught you so off guard. I, I would no. I would absolutely. I'll, I'll tell you this. I I did. I posted one time. This was like I was doing Reno, right? Yeah. And I'm not shitting on Reno. I actually love Reno. I love working there, but like it's Reno. It doesn't pay a lot, you know. And then I said, hey, I need an opener for Reno, and I had like 300 people contact. I couldn't believe it. Reno I was like, Tahoe. Yeah. The Reno, Reno Tahoe the, well, the, Pioneer Underground. No, no, no. The Laugh Factory. The Laugh Factory in Reno. Okay, we'll talk um, about which we'll I love, talk but about this off air. but but it was like three hundred people contact me, like, I, and I was like, w-, and some of these people are like, what, what, like this, it's going to pay you eight hundred dollars for the week. You really want to go up? All right, stage time. But then I, but after that happened, the the booker said I can't post, I can't ask people anymore. You didn't because hmm? you liked you got too much attention. You well, too because I would out? I would always give him I'd always give him recommendations, and he felt like I was I don't know he just got mad at me about it. No, so I don't know. I would try, Dana, I would try to, I think you're great. I would love to have you come on the road with me. It'd be awesome. That's a hard no. No, I absolutely would. It happened here. I was rejected. I will say this. I, I, I did ask a female comic to, to come with me on yeah. the road, and I'm not going to name her name after the podcast, I will. But she goes, okay, but we're going to be fucking the whole time. What? And I said, ha, <laughs> What? And then I withdrew. Huh? That's what she said to me. Oh, I separate. Oh, particularly if you're on the road with somebody. No. Oh my god, I couldn't imagine that happening. Ugh, gross. Yuck. You, I, I can help. Here's, I can help you get laid. <laughs> that's, that's. You don't need my help. You got it covered. But if I could be a wingman, do you know what I mean? That's my. Th- why is this me being a wingman? If I can be a wingman. A wingman. The international symbol <laughs> for wingman. <laughs> Then I'm gonna be fingering girls and getting them. <laughs> I'm gonna be fingering them and getting them ready for you. And I'm gonna be to your hotel room, punching people in the stomach. Okay. Um, all right, we ended in God a little comedy bit. Uh, Dana, you're awesome. You're Thank awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you for having I, me. Seriously. Yeah. I know I made a joke, but uh, this is cool to be on your show. I'm serious. <laughs> I really, I wasn't making fun of it. I, I love this. Okay, thank you. Well, I'm glad yeah. you came. I'm I think, glad I think you had you're very me. funny, very cool, and I like what you're doing. So, um, so I hopefully we'll be working together on some cool stuff soon. Yeah. You know, maybe next season nailed it or something. Or <laughs> who knows? All right, that's it. Signing off from the afterlife. Bye bye. It's the after laugh, after laugh. Welcome to the after laugh, after laugh, after laugh, <laughs> after laugh, man. <laughs> Go ahead, pull up a chair. <laughs>